action. That's corny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, man. Happy New Year, man. Oh, man, welcome back, welcome back. First episode of the year to sit down, and uh, we have the one and only, uh, the, the head honcho, the guy that uh, didn't give me any time to doubt if I should do this or not, uh, Mr. Travis Lawson himself. Man, what's going on, man? How's your new year? Uh, let me just preface this by saying that uh, I've been putting this off for a while, but after <laughs> yeah. Kurt did his, yeah. I knew that it was just a matter of time before uh, I was up on the schedule, so uh, thank you for having me, of course. Yeah. Thank you, finally, uh, finally, finally. Yeah, yeah, after no. Months it's and months. It's been a good year. It, we're getting everybody started. It's, um, it's one thing, because when we all just sat in the garage and um, first talked about this, it's, uh, it was only one show. It was the Planet Perk podcast, and now... We're seven deep, and, and young Trey, he started up his own little Damn little man. thing right now. Didn't uh, uh, um, Gates start off in the garage? Man, you know what? Did Microsoft start off in the garage? That was very funny. It was like, like I've started a few businesses because like I'm always trying to make a million dollars, to tell you the truth. And, um, and it's like, you know what? The one thing that I know is that you can't, if you have the opportunity to have an idea, you might as well go with it, right? Um, a lot of the times, if you give yourself the opportunity, you will talk yourself out of it because there is a million and one reasons why I should not uh, spend the time in, in doing post-production. Um, there's a million and one reasons why I'm, I shouldn't have cameras or lights in like my man cave, you know what I mean? But in the end, um, and I didn't realize this, but all of this work that we were doing, the 10 episodes of Planet Pert, the, the 31 episodes of Pressing Issues, the, like, the roster that we have, it all prepared me for when Trey came up and was like, uh, Dad, I want to make my own video and I want to make my own channel. And like, all I had to do was just say, okay. <laughs> And it's because we already had everything there. Um, just because we've just, been, we've just been putting things together. Trying to be an outlet for people, you know what I mean? That's fun, man. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very uh, humbling, the fact that people want to spend their time. Um, it's very humbling that people want to like share their dream with Always Press Record, which was literally something that we just said in the garage somewhere. So it's a little bit interesting. I will say that. Just the fact that we had to sit down and and, uh, and we're now into a new year. I mean, that's that's pretty much like, how is that even supposed to happen at all? Hmm. Like, I remember the first episode, man, just like we were trying to get everybody in and, yeah. and it was like, are we gonna do it the same day? Like, you know, silliness like that. But uh, we pulled it off and we just been pulling it off week by week. Getting better at it. Yeah, that definitely been growing, man. It's been a fun journey, though, man. We've been having fun here. Yeah. It's almost like my, my outlet, especially on PPP. That shit's fun. Ah, uh, PPP, yeah. man. Like, uh, it's very, very funny. A lot of people ask, why don't we go on other shows, you know? 
because um, like you know you go on to other shows Perk goes on to other shows but like for me Planet Perk Podcast is kind of like that where I get to sit down with friends you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I really do enjoy that Wednesday as you know I set up and like I get it I enjoy I enjoy that conversation because it because if anything else it's uh it's something unexpected it's something that I don't have to initiate um, and so I just get to listen and, you know, sometimes go off a little in one of my theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every now and then. X Files, huh? Dip yeah. into the files a little bit. Huh? Well, it, you know, man, if, if it wasn't for me thinking differently, we would not be in this room. Because, like, to be honest, man, it all starts. I was telling you earlier, man, I, like, I'm from a very small town called Manesson, Pennsylvania. Um, there's a bar 21. <laughs> for which a lot of people turn 20, graduate, and eventually go over there and sneak in there, and that's where they go. Hmm. Or there's the steel mill, which is a good job, man, at the time, until they close down the steel mill, because that's when the drugs come. And that's when that little small town became a real town, you know what I mean? And uh, when I was being tested for, I think it was kindergarten, it had to be kindergarten, maybe even before that, uh, they asked me what the color of water was. And I said, clear. And it was only just because my aunt, she had told me, man, it had to be like not too long ago about photosynthesis, because I asked her why the leaves change. And rather than tell me the BS answer, she actually told me the answer, right? So like I knew that water was something totally different. So when they asked me, I said, clear. Man, tell you the truth. (laughs) Uh, They took my mom aside and they were like, man, he doesn't think like most kids. You have to probably figure it out. And with the way my mom heard it, as the legend goes, is that we got to go over to good schools. <laughs> and so, you know, there was a couple of stops along the way. But we made it to Houston. Here we are, man. And now we started up some businesses, <laughs> met a lot of friends. Man, I've known Perk for, man, we're going on 20 plus at this point. So... At this point, it's like, they were telling about the, the 99 was 20 years ago, and I'm like, I graduated in 99. Like, I still feel like that guy. <laughs> like, in many different ways, I still feel like that dude. Um, one good thing is that I'm married now. So, back in those days, I really didn't have a woman. <laughs> so, uh, I have one now. She digs me. I don't know why, but she does. Uh, and you know it, it's fun. She she uh, she. I'm very. It's very very hard to deal with somebody who thinks like me because I don't stop and I become focused and I become like. I worry so much about how I will be remembered because, like, I don't know when my mom told me. But I, I remember I remember asking her, like, where my dad was, right? And because, like, a lot of my friends, you know, a lot, a lot of black kids, you grow up, your dad's either someplace else in jail or doing something, you know what I mean? If he's not around. And I used to hope that my dad was like that. And then one day she just broke it down to me. And so, like, it's weird because at a young age I had to grapple with, oh, shit, Death means you're not coming back. All right. 
And then once I realized from going to school and hanging around all these kids, there's only one Travius. Well, it unlocked something on me because it, it made me believe that, because my mom told me the, the, the worst lie you could ever tell a kid, which is you can do anything. <laughs> like we say that shit, but we don't really think about if that kid will one day believe us because we know that the world will beat you down slowly, slowly, right? And it will humble you, no matter how high you rise. And finding that out the hard way is uh, it's one of those things where I just don't stop. So because I know that time is short, right? No matter how long you do it. My, my sister-in-law, Stacy says she hates when people say that life is short because it's the longest thing you'll ever do. And I'm just like, that's just witty. Because, <laughs> like, in the end, like, it was, I, I lived every single minute of those 60 minutes in those 365 days of that year. Uh, I don't sleep much, you know that. It's one of those things. You get a lot done. They say Leonardo da Vinci only slept for four hours. I sleep for six. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you had mentioned, um, you know, it was very important that, you know, about what, how you remember why. Where did that come from? Why do you care about what other people? Because it has to be worth something, right? Like, in the end, it has to be worth something. Like, I know what my mom did to get us here. You know what I mean? Uh, there's like a story where we went out for chicken and she ate off the bones of what I ate. That's a grown person. You know what I mean? So it has to be worth something. Uh, a lot of people have devoted their time to me in some way, shape, or form. I gotta make it worth it. Otherwise, like, if I don't succeed, if I don't put in my effort, if I don't try my best, then it was a waste of your time, right? I don't believe that time exists in, other than the measurement, but the idea of time, yeah, I refer to it a lot, because it's the most important thing, man. Like, in the end, Trey will remember that we sat there and we opened a box, right? Made a video. Right? But that was something totally different for him. That took 30 years in the making before I met my wife. To have a kid, that wasn't easy. <laughs> and he's there, and now he's nearing 100 views on a video that he did that came out of his head from a script that he wrote. I mean, that's a lot of Travius traits that I developed along the way. It's where that's normal for him. That dude's Carlton. I'm Uncle Phil. He, he won't even understand that, that you can't do shit. Because he's around the Travius. And the Travius can do anything. Right? Where did this... Well, I mean, you you did say, like... And, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. think... You know, everyone should tell every kid that they, you know, they can do everything. Yeah. And I don't think you should limit anyone either. You know, they can, you know, always push, you know, children to fight for what they want and, and to work hard and push for what they want. But realistically, you can't do everything. But that is completely the opposite of 
how you think it's very, how very you operate so yeah how did how, how how do you go from you know this realistic okay and and uh you know being honest about can't do anything but yet everything you take on you feel like you can do anything i i gotta trust the people that are put in place to be my checks and balances right like rather it's writing music or starting a podcast company or just learn how to write poetry uh when i was younger i looked to people to validate what i did right my brother aaron taught me to not care about what other people think because they weren't doing it and so eventually you'll just have so much that you are it right um Dating women who I know are smarter than me <laughs> usually help me along the way because they were the ones who knew how to approach me with the truth, right? Um, my mother, she's the only person who edits me. Everybody else, fuck off. Um, because there's a voice inside me, man. Um, one of the great things my grandmother did is that she didn't tell me what God was. She just told me I had to believe in something, right? And so it allowed me to study many different faiths and understand that there was something outside of me, right? Whether you call it cause and effect, right? Some faiths believe that because something happened so long ago that it's just a chain reaction, right? So everything that we do is as a result of something else that happened. Right? So we're always reacting. And so I was like, man, that's, that's kind of interesting, right? That I can't control it because everything else around me is controlling it, right? Well, I can't deal with that. <laughs> I can't deal with that. I, I like control too much, right? So I knew that I could not surrender to a faith, whether it was Islam, which I followed, uh, Buddhism, which I followed, Christianity, which I follow, Catholicism, which I study, the Vedas of the Hindu religion, I read. Uh, one of the great things about going to TCU, Texas Christian University, go Horn Frogs, is that uh, my student job for my freshman year was to work in a seminary uh, library. And within that seminary library, I was able to read a lot of ancient books, right? Reading two versions of the Bible, if you can get through the Bible, <laughs> you will notice that it changed. Right? Knowing that, it made me... So, like, when most people saw that, they were like, oh, that just means that religion's messed up, or it's different, or whatever. What it did for me was that I wanted to know how hard it was to write a book. <laughs> and so that's when I met a girl named Christina... She found my little notebook that Pert knows I used to have, like notebooks writing around where I was like, man, I'm gonna be a poet one day. And uh, it dropped on the bus. She picked it up and I said, can I have my notebook back? And she said, no, not until I'm done reading it. And she read that whole thing during the bus ride. And then she told me it was pretty good at the end. And so she was like, you should try to write something longer. 
And so I took that, made that into an anthology. Then I, then I tried to write a novel. Writing a novel's hard. Here's the thing about writing that nobody will ever tell you. But Dr. Seuss said, and it was a quote that was in some junior high teacher's classroom, but when I read it, I was like, oh. And it was Dr. Seuss, and he said that writing is nothing but spending a lot of time in a room alone by yourself. I was like, what the hell? Took me writing 50,000 words for my wife, Mary, because uh, it was going to be her wedding present. Now, here's the thing about writing a book that nobody ever tells you. 50,000 50, words, that's easy. You can get that. You can get 300 pages if you write long enough and you have a story that you can tell long enough, right? The hardest thing is to edit that book. Now, I thought my wife, who has her doctorate, was going to edit my book because she's now my wife. She said, read it. What? I got to read my own words? No, man, this came divine from tray down to the keyboard. It's perfect. Ask me how many chapters it took before I knew it was bad. Four. I couldn't get past chapter four. When reading it back as an older man with gray hair, I know it's younger Trey spouting off his whole philosophy that wasn't honed. Right? I hadn't seen anything. I didn't know. It, uh, it, took, me, it took my grandfather passing to where I had to take up the model to figure out who I was. Like now, y'all can say whatever y'all want about me. I don't care. But when I was younger, I cared. <laughs> I cared. And that's the thing about being an artist that nobody ever tells you, man. Every artist cares. Every artist is scared. <laughs> Every artist wonders about what they will look like on camera. So how do you explain you not caring about what people think, but caring about how you are remembered again. So, because, you know, see, it, because it sounds like, like, okay, I don't care what you think, but when I die, I do. Because I think that when, when I'm gone, that's when they'll realize what was done along the way. Right? Um, I've known Aaron for about 10 years. He's my brother, right? When he met me, he knew me as the guy who always talked about what he was going to do, right? And I was. I was that guy. And then finally he was just like, man, stop trying to fucking sell yourself and get me something to sell. <laughs> and so I did. And I sat down, and then I wrote the screenplay. I wrote the, the stage play. I wrote, you know, the beginnings of what would be the novel, right? And it's because I had to actually start doing shit. If you're going to be great, you got to be great for something. Right? Rather, like, I was over in Indonesia, man, I saw this person, she was over cooking corn, like, out over at this tourist trap, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I ate that fucking corn and it was wonderful. And all she did was just fan it back and forth over an open, like, pit, but she knew how to do that shit well. She was eating in a country which a lot of people weren't. And that's when I was like, oh, you just gotta be doing something. Because if you're doing something that everybody else isn't, they're going to be asking you how you did it. So, 
Yeah. So what happened? When you said, hey, man, I'm thinking about having to sit down, I said, okay, when? <laughs> right? Because I've been that guy, dude. Like, I wrote 100 songs that nobody knows. Nobody knows. Right? Never even, I'd, I'd never even say otherwise. Right? And it's the 10-year anniversary for that shit. And nobody cares. But I guarantee you that there are about seven people who know that the Cuban joint is the greatest song for 11 minutes that knife-wielding robots ever wrote. Let me say that again. The smoking Cuban joint is the greatest song that has ever been written that is 11 minutes plus by the knife-wielding robots, my original band. And that band is the reason why we're here. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for my wife going up on the wrong weekend of South by Southwest, you know, because she's from Arkansas, she doesn't know. Mm. She came up on the film weekend instead of the music weekend. She uh, wouldn't have hung out with Trey, right? We wouldn't be at Uncle Phil's house. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I guarantee you that. But she came up on the wrong weekend because I was a broke artist who was going up to South by Southwest because I had finally got in. Man, dude. Man, I thought I was going to be a rock star. I know I didn't have a look. I know I didn't have, like, I never ever lifted a weight in my damn life. I was not about to do that. <laughs> I was not about to be 50 Cent. I was not about to be Hootie and the Blowfish because I can't sing. But I can write a song and I can play a little bit of guitar. And I knew that somebody was going to sign me and that was going to be the roller coaster. And in the end, because I gave out so many verses and choruses on napkins, it's, how do, how do you, how do, are you remembered? How are you remembered? Are you really uh, a songwriter, Trey? In the end, I wasn't. So that's the reason why we do things a little differently here. That's the reason why we gotta be remembered. Because you wanna know something? There are a lot of people in history a lot of people in history that have been robbed of what they've been able to do, right? Um, and having to recite that fucking Martin Luther King speech at every single black history program, like they instilled in me that you need to be in that month and I'm black. So it shouldn't be too many black podcast production moguls out there I guess so why not be us right um, there's a lot of people who, who tell us not to do it right and that's cool but we have fun and when it's not fun we'll stop I probably won't let us <laughs> but we'll stop right um, but right now it's fun right now it's something that we need and it we could be doing a lot of other things with our time. So, talking with friends is pretty good. So yeah, I want to be remembered, but at the same time, I can't, I can't be bothered by worrying about how people think about it. I can't. It takes up too much of my brain power. Hmm. I only got so much, bro. Like, like we all running. <laughs> like, we all tired. But it's like, you know, fuck it. Leonardo, four hours. I sleep six. I'm lazy. Hmm. So, uh, what, 
what does how would you want people to remember Trey? What are the values that you that if if anyone knows Trey, this is what they're gonna walk away with? Um the uniqueness. Like I wanna be known as unique, man. I want to be one of a kind. I want to be the mold. If I can't be that, then it was worth it being around me, man. A long time ago, before the money and everything else, it was, uh, we had stumbled onto the idea that it was the connections that mattered. Because it was the connection to you, it was the connection to Purr, it was the connection, all these things in that cause and effect that I was over talking about that some people believe in, that we're all part of. Well, it's like, man, if our atoms happen to collide within a lifetime, that's freaking cool, man. Like, if I get to meet Michael Jordan and our timelines can cross, then that's pretty cool. And then, on top of that, I want to be a writer, dude. I want to be, I want to be somebody with an original idea. In the end, I had an original idea, and it's not this because this is not original. But I'm looking for it. I was looking for it in the book. I was looking for it in the screenplay. I was looking for it on my guitar. I'm looking for an original idea, man, because that's what I want to be remembered for. Is that I stumbled onto something. Whether it was the fucking light bulb, <laughs> the moving picture frame—I don't know. Like, but like, there has to be something that makes it all worth it. Cause it was hard. It was hard to get here. That's all I have. Man, oh, man, man. So, man, I know we had discussed like, um, you know, kind of like when I first came here. Yeah. You kind of gave me the story of Trey a little bit, a little bit of background. Yeah. But uh, you have a different outlook on life based on a few experiences. Um, the first thing that pops to mind is your hospital stay. Yeah. Um, how, how did that affect you? Because I know after you told me that story, like that... So One statement the, uh, that just kept yeah. staying in my mind over and over. Yeah. You spent $10,000 on one thing. Yeah. You're going to become great at it. And it's like, <clears throat> I, look in the, I look back at all the things that, yeah. if I would have had that mentality, all the things I could have been great at. I didn't I have just, a just, Right, right. I didn't have a choice. Right. So that's the thing, right? So, like, people always talk about, like, when I talk about hospital time or anything like that, they always go, man, you, you refer to it, like, as if you were in prison. Like, you were doing a bit or something. And I'm like, anybody who knows me, they go, that's ridiculous knowing you. And it's like, no. What, uh, what, that, what that time in my life did is that it made me sit down. And somebody who has this restless energy and this, this acute focus uh, 
that's really hard to just stare at the same wall, same TV show, same everything, same routine. That's what happens in a hospital or with surgery or recovery, rehab, anything that you do, it makes you sit the hell down, right? So um, once I sat down for a while um, and, had to, and had to let my body heal, right? There was no way around it. Um, I learned how to do certain things. Um, when I had my back surgery, after everything was kind of at its tail end of, of, of getting back to good, um, because I could not walk it up and down the stairs in the place that I live, I would basically stay on one floor or the other. And if I was staying on the bottom floor, all that was there was the guitar. And so uh, that's how the first album, Under the Table, uh, no, it wasn't Under the Table and Dreaming. That's the great Dave Matthews. Happy birthday, Dave. Um, it was uh, live from my bedroom. Wow. Wow. I can't believe that. There used to be like so much of my life was that album, and I couldn't even remember the title. Um, it was live from my bedroom because I thought it was ironic, but it was not ironic if you ask my wife. But it was uh, um, 10,000 hours is what they say you need, right? You can either get that 10,000 hours ahead of time, right, through preparation, right, through always being around things, through being exposed to certain things, right? Um, you can get that 10,000 hours from, uh, from observing, learning, for me, Stratford, one of the classes that they put me in was that they found out that I'm a tactile kinesthetic learner. All right, that was very that was very very powerful to learn that about myself early. Is that in order for me to learn it, I have to do it. All right, so in order to learn how to play guitar, I had to play guitar and I had to start from zero. Uh, in order to learn how to record, I had to start from zero. Um, actually, I'm going to start from zero. Shout out to Joe Martin, who helped me out in the early days, showed me Cubase and all that stuff. Um, Club 460 is an apartment that we, me, Ryan, and Joe Martin all lived in, and it was basically a studio in the living room, and we all just recorded all day. And that's, that was like my, my boot camp of how to be a rock star. So it was like one of those things. But, uh, you gotta do it. Like, you gotta do something. Like, if nothing else that I've said, it, it's that you gotta do something, right? Uh, one of the things that Aaron, when he said, you gotta give me something to sell, is that he was telling me, man, like, fucking get it done, right? <laughs> like, after that, you've already done it. You already it, right? We're a producer because we've produced so much stuff. Right? We can film videos because Pert made a, a, a music video. Right? I mean, like, these are the things that we have to do. We have to do something. Right? Otherwise, we're not doing anything. So why should they talk about us? Why should they remember us? We didn't do anything. And that's how I truly feel. And so it's like those 10,000 hours of having to sit the hell down... I learned that I had to do something or else I was going to go crazy. I hear people like, I, I was listening to DJ Vlad's interview and it was this dude who was in the hole for 36 
um, uh, for 36 months. And they, because it was for his own protection. And they were like, well, what did you do? And he was like, well, I had to give my mind exercises. You got to do something. All right? Or else you're just spinning your wheels, man. And frankly, I hate working for somebody else. I hate it. I hate when people get to determine what I think. How I think. When I get to think it. No. That's not freedom. Alright? We're not free. That's another thing, man, about being in a hospital, is that once you sign yourself in, they, uh, they have the right to discharge you. Right? Like, I had to have surgery. Right? It wasn't like I had like a mental issue or anything like that. But they get to determine when you leave. I don't like that. That's not good. There are too many things that condition your mind, right, to think a certain way, believe a certain way, achieve certain things. This is not new. This is how they all keep us in, in, the, in, this, in this, this culture, right? where we need eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep, right? That's 16 out of your 24, right? That's your time. You're, you're, we're all slaves still, man. But voluntarily, like I love coming, going to work and coming home to see my kids before their bedtime, even though I know that that's structure, right? So, what does that really say about any of us? That the things that we crave, we should reject? I reject it all then, and I'll make up my own rules. I learned that a long time ago. And so, 10,000 hours was essentially me saying, I'm going to learn this, and I'm going to make this choice in my day. And you got to put in the 10,000 hours for anything you want to do. Whatever you want to do, Whatever you want to achieve, you got to put in the time. 10,000 hours. That's what makes you a master. It wasn't me. This has been tried and true. So, yeah. We're on hour what? Hour seven of the, of the sit-down? <laughs> 10,000. <laughs> I mean... One day, we won't even have to figure out when to do it. It should be, what else are we going to do? You know, it was very, very interesting. I saw FUBU, man, not too long ago. Um, and the reason why they were down, why they blew up, was because LL Cool J wore a FUBU hat during a Gap commercial. Why did he wear a Gap commercial? Why? Why did that even happen? Because he knew Damon Jones, the Shark Tank dude himself. And so he snuck that hat in. They blew up overnight and they became FUBU. The fact that FUBU is a word that I can just say without explanation is something that is very awesome. Yeah, my boy Scott was like, so what, what does APR do? Like he was over, we were always talking about brainstorming things, right? And I was like, man, right now I just want APR to not sound like I'm misspelling something. So yeah, that's what we're doing right now. And then the next step, and then the next step, and then the next step. I don't know, man. 
if you got a Game of Thrones out there inside your soul that you need produced out there, I'll take that. I'll put it on the site. I want to be HBO. Is that wrong? I love HBO. It raised me. Taught me about a lot of things. <laughs> Censored and uncensored. <laughs> That's all I'm all right. saying. All right. Whatever, man. Nobody remembers the squiggly channels anymore. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Alright man, so uh you know before we wrap up man, let's go ahead and uh, cover what we got going on this year, man. Alright. What, what 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 can we uh, look forward to from APR this year? Um, this year we got a couple of different things, man. Um those who have subscribed to the channel, y'all seen that green screen green screen has slowly become part of the rotation. There's more and more tests being done. Um Everything that you see is for a reason. Uh, we will be incorporating it more and more. Uh, we got the weekly game, our sports show. Uh, that is actually going to go through a little bit of a programming change, but it's been in flux, man. They're less than 10 right now, but they have a lot of ideas, and I hope that we can help them accomplish them, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's kind of grandiose, but it's really hard to talk sports out there, so we're trying to do it in a unique way. Um, we have pressing issues, of course, which is random. He's actually branching out into a couple of different things. Uh, when we first met him, he was doing reviews, and he was uh, talking about the new comic book day, things like that, and that was going on. But he's actually started branching off into things like story time, where like he actually tells about the the comic book, uh, a comic book of his choice, right? Or a comic book series, it'll just, it's actually his retelling of the story. And it's actually kind of cool because it's not, it's not like a writer trying to read his material. It's uh, someone who appreciates it and is rewriting the story so that he can share it with other people so that he can get it back. Um, there, he's also doing a couple of how-tos about pressing books. Um, which brings us over to uh, the short box with ComicSpec.com. ComicSpec.com, they actually um, they came in through our connection with Dork Buzz Comics a um, long time ago, and I've been hanging out with Scott, and um, he actually has an app which tells you the worth of your comic book um, based upon the previous sales that have been done. Mm. Um, so basically it tracks the actual price guide, if you will, of an actual book and you can put in your own collection and kind of know what you might have and what your investments are because a lot of people invest in comic books and some people just collect them right um we have work with uh art monkey animation uh they're working with imagine max as well as a couple of other different um different things that they're over rolling out but imagine max right now that's that's my that's my pride and joy because i get to help and do a little bit of music on um here and there so that's pretty cool uh, so that's also coming in 2019 we have matt's geek corner uh which is a they have video game previews some unboxings uh, some playthroughs some reviews uh, matt's a very very good guy man um, very, very knowledgeable, and, and I, I'm, I've been very happy about that just because um, it's kind of unexpected. He was doing his own thing, and like so many other people, it was, it was good to welcome him into the fold of his family, you know what I mean? Um, just because everybody who's been affiliated with us were family and friends, 
So it's just the fact that we all get to share in each other's dreams a little bit. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, not to get too soft about it. Um, who else am I missing? TJ is doing his APR kiss thing. I don't really know what we're going to do with that, but I think um, he likes to pass out business cards. Nice. to his uh, classmates to tell them to go to aprkids.com and so I'm thinking about for every single video we'll make them like Pokemon S cards uh, for him to like kind of collect and keep so that's kind of cool we've gotten a lot of of inquiries about that and let me just say it uh, on record until we get the, the legalities of it all <laughs> we'll uh We'll kind of be uh, keeping it kind of close to the vest on that one. Um, but, you know, APR Kids is one of those things where hopefully we can provide a safe place for kids just to be creative, man. Uh, like, we all know it, but, like, you know, everybody else doesn't know it. Like, APR, it was started just to be the outlet for creativity, man. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> like, it wasn't for for me in any way shape or form because i learned a long time ago that anything that i'm doing where it's based slowly on my goals is not going to work <laughs> it's not going to get the buy-in and you need people to buy in uh it's not going to actually happen because you're going to fizzle out before success that's what happens when you do something with your own goals you're going to fizzle out because it's, it's hard being your own employee. It's hard. So, as the great Jay Prince said, a man without a flock is not a shepherd. He's just a crazy man with a stick walking around. That's off his audio book, man. <laughs> man, that was, a under, that was underrated, bro. Like, <laughs> underrated, because they were like, Jay Prince is trying to get a Grammy because he's reading his own book. But like, I feel that dude, man. I feel him. Get that Grammy, dog. Strong on him. <laughs> H-Town on. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, man, definitely an episode that uh, um, I'm going to watch several times. No, man, we're, we're, uh, never, we're never going to do this again. You, uh... <laughs> we're never going to do this again. Oh, like, we got part two coming. No. Nah, we got part two coming. This one will probably uh, will be in the dustbin and only seven people will view it. Nice. And it will go... No, so not a public, it's not going to go public on YouTube. Yeah, like, gonna this to one isn't going to go viral. Nobody cares, man. <laughs> like, nobody cares. But you want to know something? I'm happy that I, I got to sit in here and I got to do the experience. It's, it's funny when somebody asks about you, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird, right? Um, especially with all the lights and all the cameras and everybody's well aware. And there's other people in the room, you know what I mean? So it's like you're really just talking and, and hoping that you're not too much of an asshole. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, man. Looks like we got a busy year coming up, man. But we do. And if I miss any shows, I'm sorry. You know I love every single one of y'all, so I hope uh, I hope that there's more coming. But uh, we need some interns. Apply. <laughs> <laughs> so true, yeah. true. Yeah, true. These late nights is killing us. Man, we too old for this. Ah, man, dude. 
Like, I didn't know, like, when old people used to tell me when I was young how it was to be old, I didn't know that it was uh, true. <laughs> but every cliche that you will ever hear has some truth in it. Marriage, life, it's all, it's all been done, man. It's all been done. Hey, man, we appreciate the time, man, and, you know, I know you'll be in a, you'll just switch roles next week, just be behind the scenes next time, so. Of course. You know, it is what it is. Uh -huh. But yeah, oh yeah, we're not vaulting this. We're, we're, we're keeping this in rotation. We're going to have a, a anniversary of the episode of Trey, and we're going to re-release -re it uh, under APR.com. Uh, Man, real uh, talk, my birthday is coming up, y'all. See? Um, see? So I know a lot of people we're always... force them to do something. Always, like, hit me up on the book and whatnot, man, and... Uh, Hopefully for the, in two years, for the 40th, I think I'm almost there, we're going to have a big-ass party. So if you're on, if you're on the book, just wait. <laughs> but it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things, man. Uh, uh, thinking about it. <laughs> I just, I just share like some. lights in that room. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't realize is that, uh, Energy's about to turn up in here. Uh-oh. Uh, it's about to turn up, people. Uh-oh. Um, so stay tuned to the Plan Per Podcast. D, lead us out here. I will say this. Last time we talked last year, <laughs> it wasn't too long ago, right? Um, Trey said, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what, what, what he meant. He said, 2019 gonna be really happy. He ain't said I was gonna be successful. He ain't said I was, you know, he said, I think you're gonna be really happy in 2019. I have no idea what you're thinking about, talking about, but it's gonna be fun to find out. We're gonna be happy. In the end. Right now I got the munchies, so I'm gonna be happy with some food. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, right, peace. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That thing uh, cut off, didn't it? No, it at one point, but this camera is still going. Right. So it was going. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw that right, probably like two or three minutes. Oh, okay. No, I caught it. That's why I, I, I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. what time it was when you went back.